Welcome to PlanetMullins.com. And welcome everybody to another episode of the Planet Mullins podcast. I have a fantastic guest today, one of my uh, recently, you know, when you're old like me, like a recent friend is somebody you've known two years. <laughs> An old friend is somebody you go visit in the rest home. Say hello, folks, to Denver-based saxophonist with a fantastic new album out. This is Mr. Daryl Gott, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Daryl. Hello. How you doing, man? Good yeah, I'm doing good, man. I'll tell you, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be hip and cool like you. I'm gonna see if I can learn to impersonate your voice. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than Aurora cool. You're more than Denver cool. And if I have anything to do with it, you'll be worldwide jazz cool <laughs> in a few months. Because your album is is fantastic. But, um, you know, you as a cat and a player are getting some really rave reviews on your new project. It's called, is it Aperture or Aperture? Aperture. Aperture. Yeah. For people who, who think that that's like, stitching somebody medically after a car accident please explain <laughs> <laughs> please explain what that word means to the layman well i was thinking more like uh you know a camera's aperture is like the 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 setting of the 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 hole that you look through basically and so this is my aperture it's my perspective on music and uh as a composer that's basically kind of what I was, you know, my experience up into this point as a musician. That's that's kind of what I was thinking with that. You know? Well, you have I see copies of your CD back there. Hold that up to the camera so people can see the whole aperture vibe. There you go. Yeah, so, man. I love so got it. Got them available for sale, too. And oh. on my website, of course. You know. OK, what's the name of your website? It's DarylGottMusic.com, D-A-R-Y-L-G-O-T-T, music.com. Beautiful. Okay. And so. I keep my schedule up there as well as uh, you can buy my buy my album and uh, learn more about me there. Um, so check that out for sure. Okay, cool. Well, I noticed that um, you know after sitting in and playing with you at the uh, jam that you host in, in downtown Denver, that you've got quite the following, man. I mean, because anytime I go to your jam, all these people come up to me and say, yeah, man, what's your Instagram? And, you know, my internet <laughs> goes all the way back to AOL before you were born, I think. <laughs> and it went hey, like, I actually, AOL email for a minute, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, before AOL, there was, you know, BBSs and CompuServe, and there was AOL, and then MySpace. I mean, yep. You know who I met on MySpace that was so cool was Toots Tealsman, the oh, wow. harmonica player, was on MySpace before he died. This was eons ago. Wow. And I used to chat with him, like, once a week about stuff. He was great. <laughs> oh, I love Toots. He's he's bad bad man he's a bad dude man but anyway so now um <clears throat> you know as we've been trying to get some media uh stuff going for you i just thought it was funny that you know you kind of represent the dividing line between earth and space because facebook which used to be cool <laughs> is pretty much not cool now but Instagram, you know, and I'm in the Facebook world. I do a lot of work and promo and stuff there. And then 
you're on the Instagram planet, but you've got how many followers on Instagram? It's a lot for a jazz sax guy that doesn't sing. <laughs> I'm working on it. You know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I try to stay, stay up to date on my stuff and keep active on there. Cause I know that that's where people are looking, you know, that's, and thanks to you, I'm, I'm, I'm back on my Facebook game, you know, <laughs> tapping. <Yeah. in. laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> it's an interesting thing about jazz and how it applies to social media, because when I was a kid first playing gigs, I was always happy to go to a rest home where people were in their final years or whatever. And, you know, the Denver public schools, which I went through and you went through Aurora public schools, right? Yeah, I ended up. So it's a funny story. Actually, I started in Aurora public schools and, um, and, you know, Paul Romaine, uh, who's a big mentor of mine, great drummer in Denver. Um, Basically, what happened, man, is I I was going to a school called Gateway High School, which was, you know, back then the music program wasn't happening. Uh, they had just lost their like a, they had a great music teacher. And right when I started there, they he moved on to bigger and better things. And so I, I, I didn't have a great experience there, you know. Um, and so what happened is on it was like the day I was supposed to start school or the day before on my senior year of high school. Um, Paul Romaine calls me and says, hey, uh, what do you think about going to Denver School of the Arts? Which, oh. you know, I, I already knew a bunch of cats over there because I was playing, you know, with 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 my peers and, and a bunch of my peers were going over there. Um, and I hadn't even, you know, considered it. I was getting heavy into the saxophone and jazz at that point. So, uh, you know, I had already enrolled at Gateway for my senior year. And oh. Romaine calls me and says, hey, what do you think about going to DSA? They need an alto player, Denver School of the Arts. And I'm like, hell yeah, of course I want to go do that, you know. And overnight, man, my life changed big time because... At Gateway, you know, it was all about the football team. You know, playing saxophone was not the coolest thing you could do. Right. But, but being a sax player at Denver School of the Arts was about the coolest thing you could do. And so right. that, that that changed my, you know, changed my life. You know, now I'm way more focused on my art. And, uh, you know, people, you know, girls love saxophone at DSN. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was a good experience, man. <laughs> man. Going back to the old folks home thing to tie the story back around. That's funny because it used to be and still is in some ways like girls really love guitar players, you know, rock <laughs> yeah. guitar players. Like, oh, look, his hair is so wavy. <laughs> oh, look, his arms, he's got tattoos. And, you know, to be a jazz musician and have support is really so important for guys like you and me because, um, I had a bad high school experience, but I got Jack Fredrickson at Lincoln in my senior year. And it's just those early mentors. I, I took, um, speaking of Paul Romaine, when I was a sax player, I took Barry Sachs from his dad. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. And I would go wow. to Kalasny music and do all that. But, <laughs> but you know, the, the age range and jazz Here's what I, one of the things that this is tying it into my original point. One of the things I really like is jazz works for everybody, every age, 
every background, every ethnicity, every everything. I mean, it's just this universal kind of thing. And when I was young playing my first gigs, they would send us out to, uh, you know, rest homes. They called them rest homes then. Um, I don't know what they call them now. Maybe it's called assisted living or something. But we would show up, you know, and just do these shows. And I would talk to these people. And it's amazing if you're open-minded, an 80-year-old person, is, there's so much you can learn from them. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. when I was younger, I mean, that was one of the 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 – the great things that my parents taught me is, you know, <clears throat> learn how to talk to people who are older than you and, and learn from them. And, and that, you know, in the tradition of jazz, that's like what it's all about because, you know, right. you know, it's like, you know, even at my age, 36, I'm hanging with cats that are 70 years old plus, And I'm also hanging with, you know, high schoolers that are playing their butts off you know it, it's like it's right. everybody you know and and it's so i think that a, a huge part of my development is owed to my mentors and, and the older cats that that went through the process before me and and you know showed me you know not just in lessons but how they live and how they act you know that that's something i got from just hanging around those cats and picking their brain on on Oh, what was it like to play with Frank Sinatra? What was it like to, right. you know, all the, you know, like learning those things? It's the, it's a different generation, which, you know, like you mentioned about everybody's playing jazz now, which is awesome. It's, you know, you got people from all backgrounds, all genders, race, you know, it's, a, it, it's all there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a different time, which is great, but, you know, you got to learn from the past too, you know, jazz is such a, uh such a rich history and lineage you know that you gotta you gotta keep your ear to the past but also keep your ear to the to the to the future you know well that's what i think going to your album now is what i i kind of felt generationally about your album because it doesn't sound like the other albums that are out there i mean obviously you have roots and things like i can hear some new york i can hear some blue note vibe um in there and oh, I want to read everybody this quote from um, from Arturo Gomez at KUVO Jazz Radio in Denver. He's the music director there. And um, here's what he said about you. Daryl Gott was one of KUVO's jazz 30 under 30 musicians chosen in 2015, our 30th anniversary year. And as a musician uh, who, who would succeed, we... We included Daryl. He has not disappointed us. His debut as a leader, Aperture, ranks as one of the most played albums in the fall of 2023. A well-deserved honor. Yeah, all right. Come on, brother. Come on with it, man. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you were um, recently on KVO. I remember listening to your interview, which um, – I thought you did really well and you'll be doing a whole lot more of those. Um, I can't wait for the ones where it's Japan calling and you haven't slept yet. <laughs> Cause I'm going to drive by your house with a bullhorn saying, you know, <laughs> vote for Biden. <laughs> Why are you trying to do that? <laughs> Cause you know, there's a lot of distractions trying to, trying to make music and you seem to just always be really, 
cool and really level headed? Like, is your have you always been just kind of a chill cat, or did you have to work at that? Because I have to work at it. I'm kind of excitable. You know, I I was that's the way God made me, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you know my my I I think I get that from my dad. He's a, he's a very relaxed person, and you know, you never gets too riled up and and it, you know that i i learned a lot from him just just in his in in that in that respect for sure you know yeah well i i think that it really shows in your music because there's well first off the players uh in denver are just top-notch best as anyone in the universe level players and i'm particularly since i'm a keyboard guy particularly impressed with Tom Amend, who's playing B3 and Rhodes. And, um, it was fun to host your your uh, album release party at Dazzle a couple of months ago. Thank you for that, by the way. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Packed house, sold a bunch of CDs, man. It was packed. And, uh, you know, while they were waiting for the band to come on, they had this little background music playing, and I was doing these pantomimes to it. <laughs> <laughs> And I had the crowd like laughing because I I don't know how to dance, so I look really stupid. <laughs> so at the end of the night, <laughs> Tom and Men's wife came up and she said, "The best part about your hosting was the dancing." <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I thought I did great. I had on the nice suit and I said all the right stuff." <laughs> and Arturo was at your thing, and I had uh-huh. a chance to talk to. He's a huge supporter of you and all that you do in the community now you're doing um not only your monday night thing downtown but you have like an all ages jam in aurora that you do that yep. everybody should know about so tell it tell yeah so that about that, that one is uh <clears throat> going back to you know mentors and all that i kind of took a page from you know uh my mentor's book and and I teach for this uh, nonprofit organization called Colorado Conservatory for the Jazz Arts, which was started by Paul Romaine and Chris Romaine about, I want to say, 23 years ago. Right, or even longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been a while, and um, I went through that program as a kid, and that's you know basically what it is is a mentorship program where you know uh, groups of of younger people actually now they've expanded to adult groups which is awesome um they get mentored for for like 10 weeks and then play it play at the club and uh you know going off of that that was that was an important thing because like i was saying that the school that i started at um gateway the jazz program was terrible at that time you know so so if it wasn't for ccj i don't know that i'd be playing at this point because it was like i I, I, I dropped out of the music program at Gateway, but I had this CCJ thing that I was able to maintain and, and be excited about music. So that, right. that really, really helped my, <clears throat> helped my playing and, and just helped me be excited about the music. So, you know, when I, a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm thinking like, how can I give back to the community at, in the, in the same manner that my mentors gave to me? Oh, I see. And so, so I basically started this all ages jam. It, you know, another thing in my development was, and you know, in my early twenties, for maybe a decade, I was just trying to go out every single night and sit in as much as I possibly could. 
Okay. And that that was really a big part of my development. And and the only issue is that, you know, nowadays most of the places that you can do that at are bars that are 21 plus. So, right. so my idea was to give, you know, a, a safe space that that younger cats and older cats can all come and learn together. So I do this all ages jam um once a month. It's the last Sunday of every month. Okay. At, uh, at the Stanley Marketplace here here in Aurora. Um and uh it's from one to three PM. Okay. Uh, and uh yeah last Sunday of every month and and we have a blast, man. It's it's been it's been really, really, really great just to, you know, be inspired by the younger cats. And and you know, I hire cats that are in, in their sixties, seventies, and usually I'll have like a cat in their sixties and and a and a high schooler in the house band, you know, like which is, is a beautiful thing to 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 witness, you know. We all, we're all learning from each other, you know. You know who started that way back in the day was Charlie Burrell. Yeah, yeah, there's never history. Yeah, because Charlie Burrell was um, just this one of a kind, amazing force and when i was in the denver the audition for the denver citywide jazz band you know the best of the nine high schools and uh charlie burrell was you know supportive of that but he was booking me on gigs on the 16th street mall on these little stages where they would bring out an upright piano and charlie might have been 60 then or something and you know he'd be 60 i was 15 when I was doing this stuff and then I'm trying to remember who played drums uh, with us. And then of course, Diane Reeves being his niece, um, Diane and I toured around with a Denver citywide jazz band with me as the piano feature and her as the vocal feature. Cause she was from GW high school. Wow. Right. So, so Denver is just, you know, in some ways I hate to promote Denver too much because the scene is so good, thanks to cast like you and Arturo and uh, Matt and Donalds over at Dazzle and stuff that I don't want it to get too crowded to where even I can't find a gig. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's changed a lot, you know, in the last 10, 15 years. Um, it, it's it's grown a lot in, in a good way, you know, because yeah. we got there's more people here that want to go see music and there's more venues opening up, you know, um, it's kind of like the perfect scene at this point. You know, you got, you got, you got, great university programs happening right. Right. Out with kids and, and, you know, people are moving here. Um, it's, 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 I always love when cats come from, you know, New York and Chicago and they're, you know, they, they come and hang at the gym and they see that like, you know, we're the real deal. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. not just, just some small town vibe, you know, it's, it's right. The real. Yeah. Well, especially now that you've got, you know, studios like mighty fine and calling out there producing these top level recordings. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I, my last uh, album with, with my uh, live group was at Mighty Fine. And man, that's just, you put that stuff on the radio, it holds up worldwide, everybody loves it. And uh, I'm just excited to uh, you know, be kind of 
helping you get into that whole world of the radio thing and the reviews and all that, because, um, you know, you definitely are a worthy contender out there before we run out of time. Um, when I, when I was talking with Scott Yano about you, uh, you know, the world famous jazz critic, uh, before I sent him the thing, you know, it, I probably shouldn't say this, but he was, I, I know him all these years and he just really hates that shrill kind of Kenny G tone with the <laughs> whiny repeated thing. Doodla, 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 doodla. You know, <laughs> he hates that so much. And when I decided I was going to, you know, work with you on your project as a, you know, consulting producer, basically, that was one of the things he was like, I don't know, man, but uh, <laughs> alto player, because now he's getting, he said there's 200 jazz albums released every month. Wow. Which is insane. Wow. So I said, no, man, you're going to have to listen to Daryl because his vibe is really different. It's, I couldn't really describe it other than to say it's kind of a little bit Paul Desmond-ish, but more interesting. Sure. Like, yeah, I, it's much more interesting than Dave Brubeck's stuff. But, you know, that's one of those kind of... Well, you know, coming up, I, I, I couldn't stand that shrill sound on the saxophone either. So, so you know, I, I, I gravitated towards, you know, a, a darker sound and even, you know, even more tenor players, you know. I, I'm an alto player, but, you know, I, I, and obviously I love Bird and all the, all the cats, Cannonball. But, um, but you know, I, I, I never really dug that kind of like sharp alto sound, you know, like, you know, I, I it's just, you know, I like, I like a, a, a darker sound, um, kind of that West Coast sound, but then with a, with a East Coast harmony, you know, like, yeah, like, that's the like best awesome, way to put it. You know? Right. That's it right there. That, that nails it right there. Well, Hey, man, I'm sorry that we're uh, about out of time, but I can't thank you enough for coming on the Planet Mullins podcast. And I'm going to label this a special holiday edition because I just wrapped season six of the show. I've done 68 hours of the show. Wow. And the last guy I had was uh, Jerry Gibbs, who's absolutely hilarious. I just watched that. I was laughing my ass off the whole time. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> <laughs> he is a really funny cat and I always like, you know, when a sense of humor is in there. I try and be funny. Jerry's funny and the original king of funny was Monk because of the way that he would just put that stuff in the writing. So once again, folks, from uh Colorado and soon to be a national force composer, saxophonist extraordinaire, Daryl Gott, Daryl Gott Music. And what's your Instagram? Uh at Daryl Gott. At Daryl Gott. So that's pretty simple. There's two T's on there. Yep. A-L-L-G-O-T-T. And, and um, yeah, absolutely fantastic, man. So I'll be and seeing thank you the jams and the scene. What's yep. that? Thank you so much, man, for, for helping me out. And and uh, it's always a pleasure working with you and, and looking forward to more in the future. Yeah, we had fun when we did that uh, little duet gig at the church. That was, that was so fun, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to. What was that album title I came up with? <laughs> Eggnog Plasterville. <laughs> <laughs>
Happy holidays <laughs> to you, brother. And thanks again. Thank and thanks to everybody for watching. We'll see y'all very soon. Bye-bye.